very emotional today, and I'm not usually so concerned about this. you guys would just uh, just close your eyes where you're at and just begin to intercede for for the folks hurting this morning if you would in your own way if you want to pray or if you just want to hum or whatever you want to however you want to do that just begin to intercede for, for the people that are hurting this morning and in need of hope I do every time I get up here, but I really don't in like normal life. <coughs> um, anyway, so every year, Pastor Ben puts me on the preaching calendar. I'm like, don't do that. But he didn't have one this year, so I thought he forgot me, but he didn't. So here I am. Um, so as Dusty already said, the topic is this on. Yeah, we got a hold of this. We got it. Sorry, can you hear me now? Okay. Um, so the topic that Ben gave me is hope the hollers okay um so you can do a lot with that 
even though when I first read the text, I said it said hopping during the holidays, and I was like, hopping during the holidays. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Dusty's like, that says hoping. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's different. So that could have been a very different message today. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, but I've just been praying since Ben asked me, and it's changed so many times. So I'm going to try really hard. Okay, so I'm probably going to try the whole time because I'm a big baby today. Go to Romans chapter 8. They're going to start at verse 18. <coughs> and i got to get there, too. Okay. So um, this is Romans 8, chapter or verse 18. If you guys are there, everybody say amen if you're there. Yeah. All right, well, follow along. She's reading from the NLT version. Um, verse 18 says, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is working or waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we, believe, we believers also groan. Even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering, we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children. That's exciting. Including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something we don't need to hope for it but if we look forward to something we don't yet have we must wait patiently and confidently okay let's pray Heavenly father please help me i really need it um i hope that i do justice for what you're trying to do today i love you and i thank you in your name we pray amen that's not the prayer that i wrote but let's just skip that I'm so hot. I'm going to have a heat stroke, too. Crying heat stroke. Okay. So, um, Bella and Mylan, they have um, some pens and a paper I want you guys to each get. Um, I went to school first to be a teacher, and then I was like, I don't want to do that, but all I do in my life is teach. I teach your kids. I'm the trainer for my company, so I teach. That's all I do. And I like worksheets and paper, so you're getting one. <laughs> Um, so they're coming around, and it's just a few little questions, and you're just going to rate yourself. Just be honest. No one else is going to see it. One to ten, and it, it kind of tells you, like, I forgot because I don't have the paper. Um, I did it last night, and just it's about it's um, to see how hopeful you are. But just answer honestly. A t-shirt on it, put a sweatshirt on, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. 
could just take a minute or two and just quickly do that. Just answer however you immediately feel. Don't try to, like, I was doing, I was like, oh, I'm going to really do bad on this. But I did okay. And um, I will post it on the bridge page if you're not here and you're listening so that you can see what I'm talking about and you can do it later. It'll be on the bridge Facebook page. Mylon, can I have one when you're done? Thank you. So, yes, you're just rating 1 to 10, 1 being definitely false, 8 being definitely true, and then just somewhere in the middle. Oh, and Stephanie asked me to announce that the church has bought flowers for Pastor Ben, right? So that's taken care of. If you're in the group message, you've probably seen it. It's very pretty. think about this silence time okay so the first one says I can think of many ways to get out of a jam so you would rate one definitely false two mostly false somewhat false slightly false slightly true somewhat true mostly true definitely true those are going to be the things you're going to choose number two I energetically pursue my goals number three I feel tired most of the time like that's always me there are lots of ways around any problem. I'm easily downed in an argument. I can think of many ways to get to things in life that are most important to me. I worry about my health. Even when others get discouraged, I know I can find a way to solve the problem. My past experiences have prepared me for my future. I've been pretty successful in life. I usually find myself worrying about something. I meet the goals I set for myself. So kind of, they're a little harder than you think they would be. And then it tells you how to score, um, to score it. <coughs> okay, I'm just going to move on. And then you guys can finish whenever or at home, whatever. Um, so every year as the holidays are approaching, um, I think we all start saying, we're posting on social media, we're singing songs, talking about how it's the most wonderful time of the year. But I think that if we really take a second and ponder that statement, I wonder how true it is for the majority of us. Because I think, in actuality, most of the time we're stressed, we feel defeated, we're busy, and for some, some of us, that's when loneliness creeps in the most. Um... I think that when we're in our fields and we're feeling all these things, that our hope is diminished and it's smaller and it's not as strong as it usually is. Um, and so that's why I chose those verses that I chose because it's talking about the hope of Jesus. It's talking about the hope of one day getting to heaven. Um, <coughs> and that hope is, you know, that one day the stress won't matter anymore. 
the busyness will stop, the loneliness will cease because we're with our loved ones. <laughs> and we're with God. So um and as when I was a kid, I'm a, I was a weird church kid. I've always been in church, but you know, like the elders of my church and my Sunday school teachers and my grandma, they always talked about like, man, I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't wait to be with Jesus. I can't wait until God comes and gets his children. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, just be alive and be happy. But I get it. The older I get, the more time I spend in God's presence, the more I understand that longing. Like, I long to be in heaven. Um, Because I want to be with my loved ones. I want to be with Jesus, you know. Um, so the same thing that I thought, like, these people are crazy. Like, I'm one of those crazy people now. Um, and that's okay. So how do we stay hopeful during the holidays and we're being pulled in all these directions and we have so many events to attend? I was thinking about that last night. Like, I've already been to three Christmas parties, and it's, like, two weeks into December. <laughs> Dusty's been to three. But one of those, like, we each went to them, so we went to different ones. So that would have been even more, like, you know. Um so how do we stay hopeful when we're doing all these things and we're so busy and we're missing our family members and we're, you know, trying to deal with the stress of who's hosting and what gifts are you buying and is it good enough or are they going to be mad? Um, and how, and how, where's that hope when we're trying to hide all the sadness that we're feeling? Um, but I think it's important to know that our hope is in Jesus. That is where it is. Um, and I think for you to, to fill that hope, you have to spend time with him, okay? Um, I think as humans, we hope for so many different things in life. We want the big promotion at work. We want a bigger salary. We want um, all these things. We hope that we don't argue with our family at Christmas because I could punch my brother in my, his face, like, every time I see him. <laughs> the other one, not so much, but one, like, I'm coming at you. <laughs> he just does it to me. I don't know how. Um Ask Dusty. I try to push him down all the time. Um, one time I punched him in the throat, and his Adam's apple, like, popped. It was really scary. I thought I killed him. <laughs> Dusty thought he was dead. We all thought he was dead. It was fine. He's alive. So we're praying like I don't do that at Christmas. Um, so <coughs> I get a little feisty. Um, so we're thinking about all these things, but we that's when we have to sit and think, is my hope placed in the right place is my hope in Jesus is my hope that one day I'm going to spend eternity with him um so my question to you is what are you doing to make your hopes and your dreams become reality okay and that's why I had you this little paper because I told you I like paperwork I like it it makes sense to me um because there's a psychologist named Charles Snyder he came up with a theory called Snyder's hope theory of course he named after himself um and he states that there are three things that make hope that make up hopeful thinking. Okay, the first one is goals, approaching life in a goal-oriented way. The second is pathways, finding different ways to achieve your goals. Three is agency, believing that you can instigate change and achieve these goals. So he characterized hopeful thinkers as people who are able to establish clear goals, imagine multiple workable paths, and um, and persevere when obstacles get in their way. So, when I asked you to rate yourself, once you guys have time to add it all up, the closer your score is to 64, um, that indicates that you have a higher hope level. So, when I was doing it, I was like, oh, mine's going to be like a 3. But it was a 51, so 
I'm okay. 51 out of 64. It's not great, but I'll work on it. Um, but not as bad as I thought. So we're just going to dig into that for just a minute. So goals. We all know what goals are, and we all probably have them. If you don't, get you some, because what are you working for? Um, so do you desire for a better job or to attain a promotion at your current place of work? Or is your main goal to see your family members come to know Jesus? So write out those goals or type them out. Dusty type, he types everything. I write everything. I'm trying to be like him. I'm on my phone today. I'm trying to be cool. Um, but Dusty and I, we sat down a few years ago. We wrote out our five-year goals and our 10-year ten ten year goals. And um, I think that just made it reality for us and made us want to work harder to achieve them because it's really fun to mark stuff off. Like, if you haven't got to mark something off, like, go make a list, do it real fast, you mark it off, it feels great. <laughs> um, so all of our goals were obtainable with work and patience, but they all contained just a little degree of uncertainty because I think that's what makes it a goal. If it's just super easy and attainable, then it's not so much a goal, it's just like, I have to do this and whatever. But that little degree of uncertainty, like, can I do it? Do I have to work, I have to work really hard? That's what makes it a goal. Um, so just a couple of those goals where we wanted to buy a new home, like our first home together. His mom blessed us with a home that we lived in for many years, rent-free. Yes, Jesus. So <laughs> that is how we saved for a down payment for our home. Um, we did that. We needed new cars because ours are like upper thousands. Like we were surprised when they get to where we need to go. But now I have a new car, and Dusty's still just hoping and praying. But one day, <laughs> that's a new goal. We're putting that, you know, we got one. We still got to get another one. It's okay. Um, we both feel like we have, like, the jobs that we have, it's not just a job anymore. We're not just going to just make the bare minimum to pay our, elect our electricity bill. Like, we're on a career path. He enjoys what he does, and I really love my job. I love training people how to be tellers because you need someone who knows how to count your money. And not everybody knows how. Okay, I'm teaching them. So, um, so just if you have goals and it seems like you're not reaching them, just keep trying, keep praying, and just work really hard because that's how you get there. Okay, I promise it will work. The second thing is finding pathways <coughs> to achievement. Pathway thinking refers to your belief that you can find a workable route to your goals. The more creative and determined you are about finding your paths, the more helpful, nope, hopeful, just kidding, you are to likely um, succeed. If something beyond your control gets in your way, you find another route, okay? So you're prepared. I keep losing my place. This is not working, Desi. I need pen and paper. Um, um, so this step in the hopeful thinking, I think, requires the most work because you need to sit down and you need to think, here's my goal. This is the path I'm going to take to reach that goal, but there's probably going to be some barriers, so I need an alternate route just in case. That's what this number two step is about, okay? Um, so an example of that for me, and I don't want to cry anymore, but here I go, um, is my brother John, not the one I want to punch. That's my brother Alvy. Yeah, Alvy and Alvy, I know. Mom's crazy. Um, but <laughs> um, my brother John, I have asked him, for years since, since, I mean, teenage years when he decided that he wasn't going to church anymore, I've asked him, please come to church with me, come to church with me. I've prayed and prayed and got begged, God, please save my brother. And I know you guys probably heard this story. I was telling children in church last week, and they're like, we've heard this. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Hear it again. 
because I'm so excited. Um, so in my mind, I, my goal was for my brother to get saved, and my pathway was for me to invite him to come here to church with me. But that wasn't the path I needed. The path I needed was just to keep asking, which I did. So one day at work, he always would just tell me no. No. Maybe a few other words I will not say here or ever. Um, he would just say that. But one day at work, I just thought about him. I prayed for him real quick, and I sent text, and I was like, hey, bub, won't you come to church with me tomorrow, and then we'll get food after. And I was like, if you like food, maybe you'll come. He immediately texted back, and he said, why don't you come to church with me, and we'll get food after. And I was like, he is being such a little brat right now. I'm being serious. <laughs> so I texted him back, and I was like, I'm being for real. Just come to church with me Sunday. He's like, I'm being serious. Come to church with me. So I called him. I was like, you don't even go to church. He's like, yes, I have for two weeks. And I was like, what? So, so here's my goal, my brother to get salvation. The path I had was for him to come to church with me. He didn't need to come to church with me. The route I needed was to go to church with him, which I did. Um, so I needed to understand that for him to have a relationship with Jesus, he didn't have to be at the bridge. Did I want him here? Absolutely. But did he have to be here for that to happen? No. So I had to change my pathway just a little bit. Okay. So agency is the third one, or is the game change? That is your persistent belief that the pathways you identified will eventually lead to your desired goal if you keep moving steadily along. So it's especially important when your path you're on becomes blocked. So sometimes it's not even just that you might have to just change your path a little bit. Sometimes it's just blocked and you need a whole other one. And that's okay too. Um, I think that this, the agency that he talks about, the change, I think this is the cheerleading step. This is where you got to cheer yourself on. Like, I can do this. I will get that promotion. My brother will be saved. That's what I think this step is. Okay? Your faith and your hope, this is not when it, you can lose it. This is not when it can waver. This is when you need it the strongest. And you tell yourself, it will happen because I'm praying for it to happen. So when my brother got saved, I kept saying, I can't believe he John is saved. And Dusty's like, why? You've been praying for it for years. I was like, I know, but I didn't think you would. He's like, you've been praying for it for years. I don't understand why you're confused. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. And so for my brother, it wasn't even just that I needed him to be saved. I knew that that was a starting point. My brother got saved. That would mean my sister-in-law would get saved. That would mean that my two nieces and my two nephews would be building the foundations they need for the rest of their lives. And now they are. Um, I knew that, but I knew he was the key. Okay? So how I even found out he got saved, because he didn't call a big sis to let her know, of course. Um, we have been hanging out. Like, I knew he wasn't cussing. Like, But one of the times I hung out, like, some youth group kids were with us at a haunted house, and I was like, he's just being respectful, whatever. But um, my other brother, Albie, in the meantime of all this, he gets saved, okay? So, super cool, awesome. He gets baptized. I make a little post because, you know, it's what we do. And I'm, like, so excited. But then at the very end, I just say, like, one brother down, still praying for the other. That's what I said. Didn't mean anything. My brother calls me, John. He's like, everybody's asking if you have another brother. And I was like, no, I'm talking about you. He's like, why? And I was like, because I need you, I want you to get saved. I want you to be in heaven with me. He's like, I got saved, like, two weeks ago. I'm in this restaurant with my friends, Nikki and Amanda, and I, like, lose it. And they're like, what's happening? What's wrong? Is it okay? I'm like, my brother just got saved. I didn't even know. So and I'm like, you didn't even tell me. And he said, didn't you notice I wasn't cussing? And I was like, I did. Like, I knew God was doing a work. I kept telling Dusty, like, God's working. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
I just didn't realize it happened because I wasn't with him and I wasn't you know closely around him. He said, "You should know I wouldn't stop cussing for anybody but God." <laughs> and I was like, "You're right. I should have seen that." I was like, "But if you get baptized without me, I will kill you, and I will feel okay with doing it because I know you're gonna go to heaven." <laughs> so he invited us. It was a whole thing. We were very excited about it. Um, so, but I knew, and sometimes your goals can have sub goals. So my goal was John get saved. Some goals, his wife, my nieces and nephews, okay? So um, it was so beautiful, guys. My brother, he gets in the baptism at their church, and he baptizes my nieces and my nephews, and my nephew Carson's, like, swimming around in there, and they're like, get out. But um, then he baptizes his wife, and then he baptizes his sister-in-law, and then he gets baptized, and it's just it's so beautiful. And I just want you guys to see it. So I'm going to show you the video of my brother. So I talk about it to him, I'm going to be a blubbering mess again, Dusty going to take over, and he doesn't know what I'm talking about. So, TJ, if you would play that really quick, that'd be great. And he locks eyes with me, and I, then I lose it. like Pastor Dean like kind of is trying to kill him but my brother's a really big guy and would not fit like long ways down in there so they had to just do what they can do um and I think Dean was a little scared he wouldn't get him back up um let me tell you a really funny story real quick because I've been crying whatever so my niece Kylie um she got baptized she is my brother she looks like him like she was little looked like my brother in a dress it was creepy she talks like him she acts like him she is him okay so we're getting, we're leaving the church, and they're like, let's go eat together, celebrate. And I'm like, of course, we'll be there. We love you. Whatever. So we're walking out. My brother comes out, and Kylie looks at him. She is like, Dad, you look skinnier. And he said, yeah, he just washed 15 pounds off of me. And then she said, I think the holy water washed away your fat rolls. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so that was really good. He, she is him. He would have said that. Um, so anyway. The things that are stealing your hope during this holiday season, stop letting them, okay? Write out your goals, make a plan to achieve them, 
and have an alternate route just in case. And most importantly, believe that it can happen. I always hoped and prayed that my brother would be saved, and he recently was, after years and years and so many tears. Um, so at the beginning of this message, I spoke about the hope we have in Jesus and the hope we have of spending eternity with him in heaven. I don't think you guys will understand that hope unless you're spending quality time with Jesus. Um, it isn't hard. It can be a little uncomfortable at the beginning if you're not used to it. And because we're so busy, we, f we have to carve out time to even do it. So it can be a little bit weird if you're just in the silence with God, but it is worth it. That is when you hear him speak to you. Okay? Um, <clears throat> I always want to say this, too. My brother said that Kylie, she's wild, her favorite song used to be like some Nicki Minaj song. If you know who that is, you know it's not good. Okay? But now her song is something about dry bones rising up. I don't even know the song, but I'm just so excited. Yes. And he's like, she doesn't even listen anymore. I didn't even tell her she couldn't. She just don't. And I just think that's awesome. Um, anyway, I'll talk about that all day. Um, so this holiday season, I want and I desire for you guys to make Jesus the center of your life. Parents, I beg you to make Jesus the center of your children's lives. Okay, my brother John hated going to church when we were a kid. He hated it. Mom forced him to go. He hated it. That's why he said he wouldn't go as an adult. And then I was like, mm, maybe that was the wrong thing to do. But now I think it was the right thing to do. Because the pastor, Pastor Dean, that just baptized him, was our pastor when we were kids. So even though my brother John said he didn't want to go, Dean built the foundation. And when he was ready to go find a church, he went back to Dean. He doesn't even realize the impact that Dean had on our lives when we were kids. And now he has that on my nieces and nephews. So parents, get your kids to church. Get them to Channel Church in nursery. We're not just giving them cookies and playing. We're building their foundation for their future. We're building a foundation that one day they can have the same hope that you guys have. Okay? Get your kids to youth group. Same thing. Doesn't, we're having lots of fun. We're doing weird stuff. You're probably wondering if I've lost my mind. I have. But we are also praying with your children. We are teaching them to read their Bible. We are teaching them how to worship and spend time alone with Jesus so that when they are adults and life sucks, because it will, they have a foundation to stand on. Get your kids to church. Amen. And if you hear nothing else I say today, because I've blubbered so much, I want you to spend real time with Jesus this holiday season, uninterrupted time with no distractions. Allow him to speak to you in the quietness, come wanting nothing from him, but just love him. Adore him because he's worth it. Okay? And allow him to fill you with a hope, joy, and peace that he can give, that only he can give. I can't give it to you if I could. I would, all the brokenness and all the hurt that is happening in our community and with our friends and family, I would fix them right now, but I can't. But Jesus can. In the time we spend with him. That's when that happens. That's when healing happens. Okay? I don't know why I keep saying okay. Um, um, so living a hopeful life, life means a happier life. That's why Snyder, like, if you read about him, this is from, like, the early 90s. Um, that's what he said. That's why this mattered to him, because the more hopeful you are, the happier your life is. If you have no hope, you're sad. You're depressed. But if you're hopeful, then you have something to look forward to. You have something to work towards, okay? So this morning, if you guys would just close your eyes really quickly. Um, 
if you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about, just raise your hand. I'm not going to come get you. I'm not going to do anything weird. I promise. If you are feeling hopeless this holiday season, now is your chance to raise your hand. I'm not going to come get you. I'm not going to do anything weird. If it's been a while since you've spent quality time with Jesus, then slip your hand up. I'm not going to come get you. I'm not going to do anything weird. Okay. Um, I'm going to quickly pray for you, and then we're going to... We're going to use a few minutes of our time today to spend quality time with Jesus because I think he desires it and he deserves it. Okay, so dear Heavenly Father, I'm coming to you with joy and excitement that there are those today that would like to like a relationship with you. I ask that you knock on their heart's doors right now. Jesus, give them the desire and the courage to answer. So if that's you, just say something like, God, I'm coming to you and asking you to be Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me of any and all wrongdoings. God, I know that you are my king and I invite you to dwell inside of me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. And if you raise your hand because you're feeling hopeless or you've never, or it's been a long time since you spent time in God's presence, we're going to change that today. We're not going to be doing a lot of talking. We're not going to do a lot of singing. We're just going to be in the quiet with God. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. But press through it, and it will work. Okay, so you guys, if you just want to find a place, you can stay where you are. You can come to this altar. You can walk around the church. I don't care what you do. But I need you to spend quality time with Jesus right now so that he can fill you with the hope for this holiday season. So Dusty's going to play this song quietly, and I'm going to stop talking. Just just spend time with me, guys.
Put your hands up, guys. Put them up. Let Jesus speak to you. Let him fill you with the hope and joy and peace of God. guys with this one final verse Romans 15 13 may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit I love you guys more than you can imagine if you need Dusty or myself we're always here for you that's all I got sorry I cried great job Albie um very, very good message of hope and um, and obtainable things that God can bring um, fruition to. And, you know, we, we all have goals in life, whether you've ri written them down or not. Um, we have something that we're working toward. And um, like she said, when you finally reach that moment or you reach that thing and you check that box, it feels really nice. And uh, especially when it's something that you never thought you could do, or especially when it's something that is so outside of you know your comfort zone that you thought, eh, this, this is just one of those someday maybe um, items. And then God brings it to fruition in your life. And you know, you know in that moment that it's God in this moment. And, and that's another factor that she's talking about is when you write those things down, when we sat down and wrote our five-year, ten-year goals, if you look at our goals and you looked at where we were when we wrote those goals, <laughs> I promise you that there's not a single person in this room that would have thought, other than Pastor Ben, he always thought we could do whatever. But um, there's nobody that would have looked at those things logically and said, you will be in this place. You'll be able to do this one. You'll be able to get this one. You'll be able to do that goal. Nobody would have thought that. And I didn't think that, but we wrote it down because that's what you do. You know, so I encourage you get some get some time this week. Write those things down and watch God work in your life. And then look back at those moments where you think, I could not have done this thing without Jesus. I could not have done this thing without God. And really praise in that moment. When you get to see things like John coming to church and not only coming to church, but then giving his life to Jesus, that is a that's a miracle. <laughs> and if you knew John before, you know it's a it's a miracle. It's a beautiful thing. And God still does miracles today. He still works today. 
just like he did back when we were kids, just like he did back in the early days of the Bible, he's still working. We're not promised tomorrow. We are not promised anything other than this moment. And I encourage you guys to be very mindful of that as we continue forward into this Christmas season. Be very mindful that you don't get forever with your loved ones. You don't get forever for yourself. Um, you need to be mindful of those things and enjoy the people that you love. Enjoy the moments, the the crazy moments where you want to punch your brother in the throat. <laughs> I married that. Um, those moments, enjoy those moments. Even though they're uncomfortable and they're not fun, those moments are still precious. And you'll look back one day and go, ha, I punched my brother in the throat. Uh, that was funny. Um, and, you know, so, but just enjoy those things. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the season in your life. Um, because we're not promised forever. So I just want to pray for you really quickly, and then we'll dismiss. Uh, I love these people, Jesus, and I just pray that you would bless each and every single one of them. God, we know that you are the Prince of Peace. God, you bring peace, you bring hope, you bring healing, you bring the things in life that we can try to give or we can try to pass on to people, but God, we can only give them words and maybe some, you know, physical touch as far as a hug or a handshake or, or whatever. But God, only you can actually go into their hearts. Only you can actually go into their minds and actually make a huge chemical difference in their body to give them hope, peace, and healing. So God, I give you them and I raise them up to you. And I ask that each person in this room would feel a sense of peace and calming, and that they would be able to focus solely on the things that you have for them so that their hope would be restored and that they would be able to move forward in this Christmas season with a beautiful hope and joy that only you can bring. And God, there's so many families that have lost loved ones in the last couple weeks, and so we just pray for them that you would restore hope in their hearts. We pray that you would restore peace back into their hearts and the sense of calming, and I know I keep saying that, but God, that calming feeling that you always bring to me when I need it, God, I ask that you send that to them and that you just give them such a calm that they know that, whoa, something's shifted, and I know that it's not anything of this world. It's the spirit of the living God that has rested upon this place, and I can feel the calmness, and I can feel the comfort, and I can feel the love. God, give them that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. I love you all. And uh, Joe Don, take us out of here.